truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Back after a long weekend. Thanks for tuning in here today on the Steve Day Show. That would be me, Todd Erzin, and a dumber Aaron McIntyre is here with us. Not that you thought that was possible, but all of his wisdom teeth are gone. You teach me do radio? I yes. Yes, grasshopper. Yes. Start with start with this. Wax on. Wax off. All right. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Actually, let's start with this. Hmm. Speak only when directed and only things I approve. Or you think there's a there's a high possibility I will approve of if you choose to violate rule number one. That's assuming I can think. I'm I'm thinking for you. Okay. okay. I, I'm yeah. I'm ending that assumption by thinking for you. Yes. This is how, this is how you learned, right, Todd? This should go well. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Steve at stevedace dot com. That's how you can email us. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. For those of you listening today via the podcast, D E A C E is how you spell the last name. And if you are listening to us today via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five star review. Whichever platform you choose to podcast uh, us from, we would be grateful to that. Thousands of you have done that for us already. Thank you to each and every one of you. We've got a jam-packed Tuesday program coming up for you. Some fake news or not at the bottom of this hour. James O'Keefe from Project Veritas will be here. And he's going to tell us who the ABC News whistleblower is. Okay, he's not. But I'm going to ask anyway. Because that's my job. Uh, But we'll get some other information as well as are we going to get more from the ABC News whistleblower. That and more with James O'Keefe a little bit later on. And then Pop Culture Tuesday. It is almost a week. Actually, next Tuesday will be, or almost a month. Next Tuesday will be exactly one month until the release of Star Wars Episode Nine. So I am, I I don't read spoiler sites or anything like that because I try to stay away from all of that. You know, now if I was, you know, like my son, Noah, he can't stay away. And then he gets mad at himself that he can't stay away, but he's 12. All right. So, um, you know, delayed gratification is part of the adult experience, or so I've been told. Uh, so I don't um, frequent the spoiler sites. I don't want any to know anything. And, and I am going to proffer my theory on what the major plot line for episode nine is going to be. And then you guys are going to tell me, speculate how close to the mark you think I might be on a scale of one to 10, you know, with one being as pathetic as Lindsey Graham's T level and 10 being as vigorous and on point as Ilan Omar's raging anti-Semitism. Good. Yeah. And then you guys can offer your own counter theories if you'd like to do that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a generous, I'm a generous dictator. I have a feeling my high of last year on this topic may be crashing. Is this going to happen? Probably. Okay. Probably. Did you see the Babylon Bee headline? Star Wars fans demand the impeachment of J.J. Yes. Abram? Yes. He's not the problem. It's oh. Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. She's the problem. She's Come been on. running this thing. Yeah, well, she's the there, problem. Can't there be many problems? But she's the problem. <laughs> We've had one problem, yes. Have you had second problem? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Before we get to all of that, though, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What Happened While We Were Away, brought to you by Nikki Haley. Her new book, With All Due Respect, is making waves in the political world for its inside look at the Trump administration. One of the more bombastic claims from the book is that some inside the White House pressured her to undermine Trump's agenda, including former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former Chief of Staff John Kelly. When asked about these claims, Haley said... Well, I did tell the president. I mean, keep in mind, Sean, this is one page out of 250 pages of the book. Um, but I did tell the president and I did tell the national security advisor, H.R. McMaster, and there were others that knew of my concerns um, in the process. And let's keep in mind, I mean, what I have said is this wasn't that these guys thought this was a rogue president. This was that these guys disagreed with his policy. They disagreed with us getting out of the Paris Climate Agreement. They disagreed with us getting out of the Iran deal. They disagreed with moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So when the president was charting a different course and really giving us a strong hand for America and for our friends, they just thought that he was going in the wrong direction. And so when they sat me down that day, they were attempting to tell me that if I would work with them, they were trying to save America. Moving on and on the campaign trail, Bernie Sanders is redoubling his efforts in Iowa with the squad. More Joe Biden gaffes. I believe in the Second Amendment, but nobody says you can have a round, a, a magazine with 100 clips in it, 100 bu- bullets in it. We protect geese more than we protect. No joke. You can only have three, three shotgun shells when you go shooting for geese. If here in New Hampshire you don't come in first or even second, do you feel confident that your candidacy can survive? First of all, I think I'm going to do better in both places than that. But let's just say, just hypothetically, I'm not going to go there. A new Quinnipiac poll of New Hampshire shows Joe Biden leading the pack with 20 percent. Warren and Buttigieg are in second and third place with 16 percent and 15 percent, respectively. Many of the people in DACA no longer very young are far from quote-unquote angels. Some are very tough, hardened criminals. President Obama said he had no legal right to sign orders, but would anyway? If Supreme Court remedies with overturn, a deal will be made with Dems for them to stay. Learning Spanish today. Today's phrase is, I have no idea what that means. No tengo idea de lo que eso significa. In weird news, a series of videos came out recently featuring adults lecturing children on gender and sex. So, like, do you have male or female parts? Um... I'm sure a lot of people ask, or a lot of people are wondering that. Uh, for me personally, I have had top surgery, which means that uh, I had the technical term as a double mastectomy. So I did have my breasts removed. So I have scars here on my chest. And then I really only talk about kind of what's in my pants um, if people are getting in there. A video surfaced over the weekend of a dude in San Francisco getting arrested for eating a hamburger. You are detained and you're not free to Stop. go. I'm not okay? detained. You're I haven't done nothing wrong. I've done nothing Stop. wrong. You are detained. Stop. 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 You're for under what? To go for into what? jail, my man. Detained for what? For eating. Oh. It's illegal. In completely unrelated news, San Francisco's newly elected district attorney vowed recently to stop prosecuting public urination. And finally, the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself meme appears to be alive and well, as MSNBC found out when they tried to interview some University of Alabama students. 
here to Parker as well. The three of you told me you voted for the president in 2016. You're supporters of his. Why do you like him so much and what policies stand out to you that you support? Well, I, I would say mainly just the no-nonsense policies and especially since Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's okay. awesome, yeah. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> I can't watch that I, i'm a, i'm not even ashamed at how many times i've watched that the last 24 some odd hours i was sitting when i saw that for the first time you guys know my routine i get up in the morning i'm going to the bathroom i'm checking twitter and i'm i'm sitting in a, i'm sitting in the bathroom by myself and i see that video and i i just spontaneously combusted and burst out loud laughing out loud in the bathroom by myself like a madman i just oh i can't get enough I, in fact you just want to, if you want to put me in a in, in in Zen, just run that alongside that Cambodian smoking huh. uh, toddler, that video, and especially and just the, just the straightforwardness and, and the and the serious yeah. deadpan, yeah, especially since Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> there's hope for America yet, folks. Aaron's montage. <laughs> Hold on, I got to get my composure. All right, Aaron's Montage brought to you by our partners over at Keeps who know that losing your hair sucks and they also know that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. I'm just going to start mixing that into the reads now. Uh, what you may not know, though, is the cause of your hair loss is a hormone called DHT. Now, there is a possible solution. The FDA has approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT in order to prevent hair loss. It's even re-triggered hair regrowth or triggered hair regrowth in a good number of men at the exact same time. But up until now, these products were very expensive and required a doctor visit, but not anymore. Uh, Keeps offers you the generic versions of these two FDA-approved hair products. So not only now are they 90% effective, but they're a lot cheaper too. And with Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch. Just ask a, a doctor a few or answer for a doctor a few questions. Snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's shipped discreetly to your door. If you want to try it right now. We've got you a special offer, a free online doctor consult, as well as 50% off your first order. That's right, 50% off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash why. That's keeps.com slash why. Like, why wouldn't you take advantage of this for half off your first order? Keeps.com slash why. Later today in the overtime, we're going to be discussing that Trump tweet on DACA because I also have no idea I, I don't know what that means. I Can we just plan on staring at each other yeah, in silence I, I, and, for and, and that's all I'm gonna minutes? do. I'm just gonna ask whoever's on the whoever's on the overtime panel later today for our Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. I'm we're just gonna show the tweet. I'm just going to ask you, what does this mean? And then I'm just going to wait and see what you guys say, because I, I don't... It's code wrapped inside of an enigma, wrapped inside of a mystery, wrapped inside of Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what any of that means. I don't... It's a, this, I, don't I don't know what it means. So let's, let's see if we can find meaning in this. Uh, to your montage, we go... Um, that's not a good crowd for Bernie Sanders and AOC, <laughs> by the way. All right. That camera Yikes. angle too was yeah. very. Uh, that was actually beneficial. Yeah, them. because there's yeah. a. You see the re, the the rear, the rear view. view. I've yeah. seen those photos. That's they, that's not a good crowd that they drew there. Um, what's Nikki Haley's game? 
What's the game here? All right. You've guys heard me say for years in politics, there's the real reason we do things. And then there's the right reason. Okay. So the right reason is she's got a book to sell. Okay. Right. That's the right reason. Mm-hmm. She's got a book to sell. Okay. What, what's the, what's the, what's the real reason? What, what's the game? I'm trying to figure this out. What is it? And is it, maybe you guys think it's just as simple as she has a book to sell. Todd, what's the, what game is she playing here? Well, it's more than that. She wants to stay involved in politics. She knows her favorables are high. I don't think she has any absolute idea of what she's going to do four years from now, five, five years from now. But, uh, I, you know, you stay in the game. You give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter, and you, can't, you just can't. Yeah, but so what end? What game? That's my point. What game? What game? Well, I don't. To stay involved in high-level federal politics on some level with the obvious option of being the commander-in-chief of the greatest nation in the world. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? I, I, I think there's, there's either two—I I don't think there's any gray—I don't think there's any room for gray area here. I see there's two options. Either one, she has off-the-charts— off the charts political instincts and or is being advised by people who have very good political instincts and see the world for what it is the political landscape for what it is or she just she just has a book book to sell um now it could be both as well but i don't think there's any gray area i think it has to be either one or definitely both of those things because this is the type of thing that you do when you recognize that if you do have aspirations of higher political office, right now, you can't be on any, any bad side of the guy sitting in the White House right now. So you got to make him look good as much as you can. Um, now, having said that as well, if she does have aspirations of maybe being commander-in-chief someday, she surely knows that the same type of people who tried to recruit her to undermine President Trump's agenda... They're going to be there as well. They're going to be there for a long time as well. So what's your plan? What's your angle with all of this too? I, I, I don't really know. But it strikes me this is the type of thing that you do when you're trying to garner favor with the president and by extension his base. And I'm trying to look at where she comes from, South Carolina, and see does she really recognize, does she really recognize the landscape for what it is? This is not some sort of... Um, this, that's not a purple state. It's not a blue state. She, she's from a deep red state. And so I think, I think this is signaling, definitely signaling that she, um, that she has some good political instincts and she's trying to capitalize in however, in whatever way she can on the position that she was in. Cause you don't say those things unless you're actually serious. Cause you don't ruffle feathers like that unless you're actually pretty serious about I don't know. I, I don't know what she's serious about uh, to what end yet, but you don't say stuff like that just for kicks and giggles. Which is nothing new for her. She, she's, she's the one who came out clean on the other side. And one of, we've talked about, we talked about this a year ago. I mean, the thing that the, the machine, the Trump machine that eats everybody else up, she, her standing improved. I, so she's just continuing to play that hand. She has a level of confidence in clearly. I don't know. You seem to have a spidey sense about this that I obviously don't have. So maybe the time is for you to tell us what it is because I just don't. I see the same Nikki Haley I've been seeing. I think it's the fulfillment of what you two guys are saying. So let me let me explain what I, what game I think she's playing here because I, I, we have been pointing out for the last couple of years her political instincts. 
uh, I, she has she's as gifted in terms of political instincts as any Republican politician that I have encountered in a long, long time. Maybe in maybe in my career, she just she, even even the way she left the administration last year. You leave in the summer before the election rushes on, so that they can't say, "Hey, you're abandoning Trump with bad midterm poll numbers." I mean, all the all of the in many respects, Nikki Haley is the candidate that the Republican consultants always believed Marco Rubio was going to be. Um, after the 2012 Mitt Romney loss. So there, in, in, in Christian conservative politics, you have very few people that actually have ever worked vocationally in politics. Meaning, understand the nuts and bolts of this. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an industry like anything else is. Okay? And there's, there is, you know, there's, it's, so is the ministry as well. There's, there's more to being a, a, a pastor or a priest than just giving a sermon or a homily on Sunday. There's the vocational aspects of the job. Right? And the same is true. There's more to being successful in politics than just being right on the issues. That's ultimate success from my view. But, it requ- but to get to the point where you're permitted to be right on the issues or anybody cares what you think about the issues, you've got to understand the vocational aspect of this gig. And one of the few people in this in, 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 in Christian conservative politics who understands the vocational aspect of politics is a guy named David Lane. Uh, and, and David holds, you know, pastors, pastor lunches all over the country uh, with both for worldview and mobilization of Christian conservatives in politics. And before he uh, got converted, he was a political operative. So that's one of the reasons why he gets the nuts and bolts aspects of politics. And after Mitt Romney lost and you had had the, um, the uprising of the Tea Party, David correctly surmised before anybody else I encountered did that the only chance um, a conservative had to, to beat the, the establishment for the nomination. Now, this is pre-Donald Trump. Right. Uh, this is before Trump even started reaching out seriously to people like me and others. And, and remember, Trump was going to run in 2012 and it looked like he was all geared up to go and then suddenly announced he was not. And so there was this was like literally weeks after Romney lost. So no one was talking about this outlier from Manhattan yet. He wasn't on anybody's radar, period. And so this was assumed it was Jeb Bush versus the grassroots. And what, uh, what, what David cor- correctly surmised is you were going to have to get somebody who could unite limited government libertarian factions in the, in the base with, with Christian conservatives, social conservatives in the base. And, and he was right about that. And so he uh, went with Rand Paul right at the outset. And took a whole bunch of activists around the country and from Iowa to Israel with Rand Paul and tried to see if there was an opportunity to build this kind of coalition around Rand Paul. It's, it's essentially the coalition we eventually built around Ted Cruz. All right. And it was the and they he, so David originally started this with Rand Paul because he had the right instincts that it was going to take this kind of a candidate to do something we hadn't been able to do since Reagan, which was unite the conservative grassroots behind one candidate rather than splintering our vote behind two, three, or four. I think Nikki Haley 
is looking ahead and realizes that the coalition to come is not going to be... Now, now, let me put this disclaimer on this, okay? I am not either approving of this nor disapproving. I am not making any form of a moral judgment here, right? You're not saying the low temperature of one below in Des Moines, Iowa is good or bad. Yes. You're just saying I'm just that's saying that's the temperature is. Yes. is. Yes. I'm just, I'm the farmer's almanac here. I'm just giving you the, for, the long-term forecast, all right? This is not a judgment. This is a forecast. It's an analysis based on atmospheric, politically, atmospheric conditions, all right? I think she is his surmising that the coalition to come is is not going to be what Marco Rubio tried to do, which was be the candidate that could unite establishment Republicans with the conservative base. Nor is it going to be populism uniting with conservatives. Or, or the establishment or any of that. Because Trump isn't an ideology. Trump doesn't represent an ideology. Trump is a brand unto himself. He's a persona. And I think she is forecasting, and given her track record in recent years of political instincts, that's why I'm taking this seriously. Because I respect... I've never met her, by the way, so I have no, I have no personal acts here one way or the other. I don't know her, never met her, have not, don't, I never lived in South Carolina. I, I just respect her as an analysis from afar. I've watched her, as you pointed out, Todd. She's going to be one of the few people that's going to come out of this with more credibility than they had going in, all right? And I think she has surmised that the coalition to come in the Republican Party is going to be a mixture of conservatism with loyalty to Trump. Who will be able to say when he is gone, I, I fought for Trump against Russian collusion and impeachment? Because vis-a-vis, people, a lot of our people have put their faith in Trump as the, the guy that can change the system, make it do things that, that bend it to their will when others could not. And I think she is right now securing her credentials. I don't, I don't agree with Meghan McCain. I don't think this is about replacing Mike Pence on the ticket. I don't think it's about that at all. Um, I think, it's, I think it, this is a longer play. I think she's getting out ahead of the, the, what she believes will be the environment for 2024 and beyond. Because Trump is going to be a lame duck if, he, if he's reelected. It, it's, that's unavoidable. Now, he may be more forceful than any lame duck we've ever seen, okay? But he will be one nevertheless. That's a natural law of politics. It's unavoidable. Meaning that as his power to punish or reward you politically diminishes, so does his political capital. That's what it means to be a lame duck. Now, he will be more forceful than your typical lame duck because of the power of his personality. And he, he won't play by the, the conventional rules that go along with that. But the jockeying for position of who's taking over, because this is going to be Alexander the Great not leaving a true heir. I, 
uh, they're, 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 this is going to, you're going to have several generals trying to, st- they're going to try to step in here and because the son, as much as his instincts, by the way, are, are damn good too. Talking about Don Jr., his political instincts, he's got almost Roy Hobbs level instinct. He's like a natural of political instinct, but we haven't seen him do any of the vocational stuff of politics. Meaning, it, it, it is important to go in there and destroy the view. That, that, that is eminently important politically. But, but you have to show now that you can mobilize that into a candidacy. You have to show that you can mobilize that into an organization. Because you're not going to, you're, he's not his dad. He's not going to get 60 times more free media than his dad did because of the celebrity status. Meaning Don Jr. rallies aren't going to be carried for two hours on CNN and MSNBC. They're not in the primary. So he's going to have to be able to build, if that's if he wants to run. I'm just, you know, but he would be a logical heir, right? He's out there right now and, and he embraces all of the culture war issues most of you care the most about. He has, he, he, I mean, that's his like native habitat. He wants to talk about that more than anything else. So, but now I have no idea if he has a, an electoral ambition because I've never met him either. But if he does, he's going to have to form a political operation far more, um, a, far more defined than his father ever did, because he's not the brand that his father was. He's not the long established star. He can't parlay decades of relationships with left wing media people into free coverage on CNN and MSNBC. Does this make sense what I'm trying to sure. say? Yeah. yeah. He's going to have to form a real organization. Now, the name Don Trump Jr. will benefit him, his ability to form that organization, undoubtedly. But he will have to form a, an infrastructure that his father got away with never establishing. He'll have to do it. And I think Nikki Haley is saying that the coalition that will come in the future, or this is her read of it. I'm not saying she's right. I don't know if she's right. But I think this is what she's anticipating. The coalition to come in the future will be people who can say they were loyal to Trump with conservative credentials. That's the unifying coalition in in order to win a national primary in the Republican Party. That she's got to remove herself of all of the old... I was attached to the Rubio, Trey Gowdy wing. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the consultants loved me. And there is no better way to do that than to out folks as, as operatives of the quote-unquote deep state from within the Trump administration themselves. And, and I don't know why anybody's shocked about Rex Tillerson. We sat on this show for two damn years and pointed out he was undermining this presidency in public. Did we not? How many times did we do that no. show? I mean, for goodness sakes, I go that, back to yeah. May of 2617. The president goes there and lays out, the, in my view, the right, the right course for our foreign policy. And the next day, the next day, you've got Rex Tillerson out there, belay that order, and we're pro-cutter, pro-Islam. Yeah. Okay? In that respect, it's the least surprising news of right. all time. Because she just articulated what we say about rhinos and the establishment Republicans all of the time. It's yes. Not that they, it's not that they're dumb. It's just that they don't agree with you. Yeah. And, and she, but putting names on it. Yeah. John Kelly, people wanted him in that position to do exactly what Nikki Haley. Now, not necessarily on the issues, but he was there to essentially be the adult in the room, right? Mm-hmm. That's what people wanted him. To, that's why people thought he was there. She is with with these with these outings. She's burning the bridge. She she landed in Magaland and burnt the boats that said 
consultant, GOP consultant class. She just she landed on the beach and then burned the boats. She can't go back now if she wanted to. All right, because the GOP consultant class wants people like this in there in order to do exactly what Nikki Haley is outing them for doing. So to me, I think that's this is a marker. She is establishing her Trump loyalty bona fides, bona fides right now. Because she anticipates the coalition to come will be people who can exercise some level of, of conservative principle, because that's, that's still who the grassroots is, to some extent. What extent? I have no idea. We'll find out. With people who were loyal to Trump, the brand. So therefore, he's not going to be out there, you know, clubbing you on cable news or on his own network if he starts it or writing op-eds. I think that's what this is about. Your thoughts on that, gentlemen? I think... Um the one thing, whether or not you're correct that she recognizes that, I think I think that is true, though, undeniably about what the environment is going to be like uh, for whoever, for whoever is the next person who tries to build some sort of coalition. You're either you've got to you've got to it's, it's a dangerous game to play, but it must be played. You've got to prove that you are loyal to Trump on some level. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to turn off. It's just going to be, well. You're going to be um, the rubric. That's going to be the rubric for whether or not people are going to vote for you. You have 10, thir- 10 seconds. I just think she's said more than being loyal to Trump. She's saying, I'm not loyal to the likes of these people. Yeah. And that's enough for a lot of people. We'll come back. Fake news or not. Next. If you're struggling to uh, control your appetites, your cravings, portion sizes, you know what your body was made to crave and conserve calories, which can uh, make losing weight difficult. That's where Riduzone comes in. So what do you do when your body is made one way and then you abuse that for too long and now you want to do something about it, but you kind of still have to go against your base nature while trying to control your own willpower at the exact same time. Well, there's this little molecule that is in your body. It's called OEA. It goes from the gut to the brain to let the brain know when your belly is full. But if you've ignored it for so long that uh, you just kept eating anyway, that's how you got overweight to begin with. Uh, And that's why you just basically told your body there's no point in sending that signal. You ain't paying attention to it. Riduzone wants to boost that OEA with just more OEA. That is all that it is. Not loaded with chemicals, Fillers, additives, preservatives, stimulants, caffeine. When you turn over, when you turn over, pardon me, when you turn over the bottle, you're not going to see 47 ingredients. It's very simple. It's just OEA. That's all that it is. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, and gluten free. If you want to give it a shot to see if it might be how you can get your cravings under control the natural way, try it for three months at 30% off when you use my name, Steve, as a promo code at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, 30% off for three months, promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. Gentlemen, let's get to some fake news or not. These are clips selected by me featuring news organizations or uh, and or newsmakers that are supposed to represent the what's left of America, America. Are they fake news or not? No point fact-checking people we know hate us. Let's fact-check the people that are telling us they don't. You guys ready to go? Yes. You know. All right. This is a double-barreled clip with a shot and a chaser. A two-for-one. Here you go. 
But as I said with Stephanie Grisham, won't it send a chilling message to future whistleblowers if uh, this person can be outed just because the name is leaked to the press? And that might be true in a Democratic administration. Well, I think people should be concerned about protecting people who are in the in the public news. But the, mo the most important thing is that the media should be in the business of sharing information that is in the public interest. And there's no question that this is in the public interest. And we're not seeing this kind of concern that the media has for this whistleblower that they have had for other people. You had CNN doxing a grandmother because they didn't like what she put on Facebook, you know, showing her in her front lawn. You had NBC recently outing a Russian, a, an American spy who was Russian. You have had the New York Times out a CIA station chief in Iran. You don't see concern when it doesn't match their political motivation. Well, I don't think it's the role of the media to disclose the identity of the whistleblower. Now, as you know, a name came up on my program yesterday. I don't think that should have happened. Molly Hemingway says uh, that she was simply repeating a name that had been bandied about by, by certain sites and that no one told her that Fox and other news organizations are not using the name. All right. So in that dissertation that uh, Molly Hemingway at The Federalist gave about the double standard on whistleblowers, and apparently we're learning ABC and CBS News have no concern for whistleblowers. We learned that after the Project Veritas video last week. She went on and named the guy that is being speculated as the whistleblower. I cannot pronounce his last name. Is it Saraminella? Salmonella? I don't know what it is. All right. It's CIA. I think is, is I think, you know what? I think the first three letters of his last name are actually CIA. <laughs> I think you're right. Gosh. I like it. I'll take more providential trolling right in front of our face for $1,000, Alex. And so Howard Kurtz, who uh, used to be CNN's media watchdog guy before Brian Stelter and now does it for Fox, comes back on and says, nope, that shouldn't have happened. It violates Fox News policy, etc." Fake news or not, Todd? Which part? That's your, for you to decide. It's, I, I present <sighs> the canvas. You may interpret it as, as you will, please. Well, she's definitely not fake news and she nailed it and as she often uh does regarding him i don't i don't know if he believes what he just said i don't think knowing who molly hemingway is and how she operates wouldn't they have made it abundantly clear to her before she gets on it is our policy you will not say this otherwise you will never come on here so the fact I just don't believe that that's their policy because they didn't clearly say that. So I get, yeah, yeah I, it is fake news what he's saying in that second clip on some level. I, but I don't, this, that's the problem. I mean, he's, is, he, he is part of the problem uh, that we're talking about, about the double standard. It's constantly moving. When do we care about this? I, I bet you could go back and find him saying something different than he would just said about policy. I don't believe the founding fathers intended for you to be able to anonymously impeach a president. Well, that's okay? why I asked I which part it's of not, it's course, not, it's not, not It's not a criminal proceeding. It is a political one. All right? This is a political process. The idea that you can anonymously impeach a president, just it, it, that's anathema to transparency. If you want to make, you want to make criminal allegations, then you deal with that after he's out of office and he's a private citizen. But if we're going to have an impeachment, absolutely, the identity of who you're of who the accuser is that's writing the template well, for I, this, yeah. absolutely is germane. Absolutely, it is. 
Oh, I totally, I had no idea that we were begging the, the specific, because that's outside the purview of the, the media question. I mean, that's, I think that's, that should be obvious to people. And, and at least it, with the one caveat that the timing of when it is uh, made public, I, I, I can have a discussion around that if we have faith in the system that's going to make that public which we don't right so that's why we have to get out in front of it and that's exactly why the less see the the less the more immoral a society becomes the less government you want the opposite of our instincts because more government requires more people and if we're going to have more immorality and you have more people will government become more or less moral the more people that it requires to to Less. less Similarly, the less you trust a process, the more transparency it needs, right? Yes. The less you trust one, the more transparency it needs. Um, Aaron, you're going to get this next one. Nikki Haley goes there. Secretary of State Tillerson went on to tell you the reason he resisted the president's decisions was because if he didn't, people would die. Do you memorialize that conversation? It definitely happened? It absolutely happened. And instead of saying that to me, They should have been saying that to the president, not asking me to join them on their sidebar plan. It should have been, go tell the president what your differences are and quit if you don't like what he's doing. But to undermine a president is really a very dangerous thing. And it goes against the Constitution and it goes against what the American people want. And it was was offensive. Fake news or not, Aaron? It's fake news. Sorry. But um, now... I could give her the benefit of the doubt, but for the point that I'm, I'm going to make, uh, I, I will not be just a flat-out blanket statement of uh, it's uh, it, what was the word that she used um, offensive or maybe what it, maybe it was immoral to undermine a president. Mm-hmm. If a president is acting and using his power, which is why we have checks and balances to try to check that power. If a president is using his power in a an objectively objectively immoral way i really hope that there's somebody in the white house uh or somebody who is able to put a check and balance on that power so just a blanket statement like that i'll give her uh, uh, let's say I'll, i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and she didn't mean it that way for just accomplishing the agenda that he was sent there for of course that's a bad president so i guess it depends on how you look at it giving her the biggest benefit of the doubt that's not fake news giving her no benefit of the doubt that is fake news that makes sense i love the distinction you drew there yes because would 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 we find it offensive that you wanted to undermine getting out of the paris climate scam that you wanted to undermine moving the embassy to jerusalem which american presidents had promised for 25 years of course not but but did you want did you wish there might have been somebody at the irs undermining obama weaponizing it to go after and audit pro-life groups right yes so that's again where we have to be very concerned and remember it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun all right that's where that's the difference between principles and the fearless leader crap right if 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 we thought trump was doing something really stupid and reckless policy wise i'd hope somebody was in there undermining it rather than imposing it or anybody else just because people voted for him doesn't mean he has a license to, to a license to ill. Okay, this isn't a Run DMC album. All right, that no, I don't agree with any of that. I think that's a very important distinction. You want to add any of that, or are you good with it? No, I agree. You're making a principle versus uh, process argument. Yep. Either way, though, she is correct in saying it's a very dangerous thing to a game. I mean, there's no that, there's no clean way of engaging. Yes, in that. because here's what? the difference. Here's the difference. All right. 
the stuff that, that Tillerson and Kelly and those guys didn't like, he ran for president on all that stuff. He mentioned all this. We're going to build a wall. We're going to move the embassy, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get out of all these endless wars. How many times did we hear these things for two years yes. in the campaign trail? So people voted for this. They said they wanted to make these changes. That's true. They, it wasn't Obama's hope and change, hope and change, hope and change. Then when I get into office, hey, let's uh, unleash the IRS and all these Tea Party groups. That's, that's different. All right. This guy ran for office on this stuff. The people said we wanted this change of direction. And now for you guys to act like you're some kind of permanent bureaucracy, that's, deep, that's the deep statey crap all right, that, we, that, that gets talked about Agreed. all the time. But on this one, Trump is the one guilty of hiring this deep statey sure. crap. He, he brought Kelly in, although Kelly's better than Javaka, but yeah, you know, um, and, and now, now on Twitter, I'm supposed to be ripping John Bolton for ripping Javanka. I don't, I can't follow all this stuff. Okay. That, that I can't keep up with it, but so just for the sake but, of but a- Tillerson, we told you the day he was nominated. I said on this show and said, this will be, it is the worst nomination he's made. I, we, how many times did we warn you about this guy? Every day he was in office, he was terrible. And how many times did I tell you that if he had worked in any industry other than oil with his profile, he could be Hillary Clinton's secretary of state. How many times did I say these things on the air? So why anybody is shocked by this, I don't know. But your point and distinction is correct. Why were they in these positions? Particularly Tillerson. He hired this guy and left him there for nearly two years. And this is this is where he's he's so enigmatic in there. It pushes people. Steve, if Aaron and I did to you what these people did to Trump, how long would our Johnny dangerously? My mom did this to me once. This is like this is where the trope is just the. This is where Trump is just like Pope Francis. He just he invites confusion all of the time by this. It's on him as much as them. Yeah, that's my point. I think that's a that's that's a good point. Let's get to our next clip, Todd. You're next. All three of the witnesses that are going to testify this week, you see them up there, William Taylor, George Kent, Marie Ivanovich, all career Foreign Service officers, say there was a clear connection between support for Ukraine, of various forms, U.S. support for Ukraine, and Ukraine investigating the Democrats. If you are satisfied that that is true, that there was this connection, this nexus, mm-hmm. is that an impeachable offense? Well, I don't know if it was necessarily in investigate the Democrats, right? I think it was investigation of corruption. And so people well, 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 have no, made forgive, forgive me, sir, but specifically is, sure. what President Trump said on that July 25th phone call was investigate the Democratic role in the 2016 election, whether sure. they were involved sure. in, in, uh, in, in hacking uh, the DNC yeah. server and also specifically the Bidens and Burisma. Uh, well, on the on the 2016 elections, now um, some of that information was was based on um, what what has been uh, you know kind of fringe thinking, uh, but. Back when we, uh, even Democrats started investigating um, the Russian involvement in our 2016 elections, um, there was a, a Ukraine nexus. No, no but, but specifically, of, of the sir, Bidens. the question is: if there was a quid pro quo, U.S. aid for Ukraine was going to depend on their doing these investigations of political rivals of the president, is that an impeachable offense? Um, I, I think let's if let's get out of get, here. Okay. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to play this because I think it's a good illustration of why I am so flummoxed by this entire debate. All right? 
if the question is, Todd, should a president use his leverage with a foreign, if it's a, as a blanket assertion to go back to Aaron's distinction, should a president use his, his leverage with a foreign government to, to be able to dig up dirt on his political opponents? If that's the framing of the question and all we're told, is that, is that a terrible precedent to set? Generally speaking, Generally yes. speaking, yes. But if, but if indeed the dirt, doesn't it matter what the is dirt it, is? Yes. yes. Just, is like my, it matter, just like what you were just saying a minute ago with Nikki Haley, it matters, it matters what they're trying to yes. undermine them on, yeah. right? Doesn't it matter, Todd, what the dirt is? If of the course. dirt is these people are actually corrupt, if they are yes. actually corrupt, then their defense is, well, because they're running for president, you can't expose their corruption. What the and, hell kind of logic is that? And they're also actually corrupt in this specific nation where you're having this conversation. Sometimes the way this is framed is that Donald Trump was pretending that the Ukraine is basically Liam Neeson in uh, his movie, which there was one really good one. Oh, it's a take it. Take it. And, With his particular uh, set of skills. Yes, yeah, the Ukraine is better at this than anybody. So I'm going to the Ukraine and they're going to do this. No, this is Ukraine was their whore. It was Biden's whore for a, gener a generation of politics. That's that's why this is going on. And if you don't believe us on this, Andy McCarthy, who's been around a long time, he wrote a fantastic column about this today on how this quid pro quo stuff is nonsense. If Trump is guilty of this, every president going back all the way to forever is guilty of this. This is how political negotiations work. And there's a reason why he's not talking about a specific legal crime. It yep. is all political dancing. That's what all of this is. And this is why I've been saying since day one of the Ukraine scandal, not scandal, that this is a much, much better ruse if you're the Democrats and trying to get impeachment than the Russian collusion hoax ever was. Because the number of things that you have to believe or had to believe with the Russian collusion hoax in order to prove some sort of crime or actual collusion, the number of things you has, had to believe was pretty astronomical. This one, it's pretty cut and dry. Do you believe that the purpose of Trump's phone call was to dig up dirt? N yes or no? And that's all you have to believe. You just have to believe one thing. D it doesn't matter um, to the Democrats and those trying to frame it different ways. It doesn't matter what the actual intent was. It doesn't matter to them because they can frame it much easier than the Russian collusion thing ever was. To, to, to me, all I care about is if they're guilty. Why, 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 so if Donald yeah. Trump is the, who discovers you're a corruptocrat, you're innocent. That's, this is just orange man bad then. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. So, so Barack Obama is president, finds out, get, suddenly gets his conscience on, makes a call to Ukraine and says, hey, is my, is my vice president's son shaking you guys down? Because frankly, I was thinking about dropping his forgetful ass anyway. But now if I find out he's using my hospitality to do this, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. With, is that your quid? So, so unless you guys tell me the truth about what Hunter Biden's up to, I'm, I'm ending this arrangement we have. Is that an impeachable offense then if Barack Obama does it? I'm asking. Is it? No. No, of course it's not. This whole thing is dumb. Yes. This whole thing is stupid. It's just dumb. Next clip. We've done more for African-Americans in three years than the broken Washington establishment has done in more than 30 years. Fake news or not, Aaron, quickly. Uh, well, made Dave Chappelle great again, so there's that. That's Todd, fake news. You think it's fake news? Yeah. What makes you th say that? 
because it's almost always fake news when we've done more than anybody else and Donald Trump says yeah. it. it just that, is, now, so. that's a good default. And it may not be much more. But given what the welfare state did to the black community, given what the unemployment rate was in the black community before he took over compared to what it is now, this actually might be one of his more credible attempts at the more than ever before argument. Would you at least grant that? Yeah, but I... I knew that going in. It's it's okay. uh, he's his his fail his his low bar his bar is very low for achievement and then turning it into the greatest thing that's that, ever. That been is done. true. That's true. Doesn't so, mean it's fake news, but that's also no. true. Right. All right. Now you want to talk about? I didn't understand I, this. I don't understand this last clip. Watch. Well, I think that a person's identity is known. It's all over at the internet. That person's own lawyer immediately following the inauguration said that the coup was beginning. So I do think that makes one question intent and motivation, which is relevant. But at the end of the day, I don't view the whistleblower as it's, it's, it shouldn't be a substantive part of the conversation. Can anyone understand why the president's just, daughter thinks the identity of the whistleblower isn't relevant? Contradicted herself. Yeah, do you know what that means? No. Do you know what that means? No. Okay, neither do I. Hour two is next. And greetings. Back with hour number two here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace Totters and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. This portion of the show brought to you by Patriot Mobile. If uh, if you're beginning to realize that much of corporate America is against your values, then if you have an opportunity to do business with those who support uh, the same values as you do, doesn't mean you don't know, go up with a go with a substandard product. But you have the opportunity to support those with the, the same values as you that give you the same great service you get anywhere else. Take advantage of it. It's hard to get by without a mobile phone in today's America. Patriot Mobile offers you all the same 4G LTE nationwide coverage you get from all the big boys, except for the same values and causes you support as well. In fact, they've given millions of dollars uh, towards those values and causes in just the last few years out of their profits. And right now they've got some outstanding incentives for you to make the switch, including plans starting as low as $25 a month. And if that's not enough for you, how about this right now? For a limited time, buy one line and get a second line free for six months. That's right. Buy one line and get another line free for six months when you go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. One month for, with, for free, a second month for free when you buy a line for a plan up to as low as $25 a month. Think about that. Depending on which plan you choose, you could get two lines for $25 a month for six months with this deal. Take advantage of that. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Before we go to Pop Culture Tuesday, and we've got James O'Keefe from Project Veritas coming up here at the bottom of the hour, I, I want to reset what we were just talking about. So I, I, I just spent some time during the break. I'm... Is it really, and I'm trying to see, am I missing something here? Because I don't, is it really guys just as simple as 
Because Joe Biden is a potential presidential rival of the president's, he is not permitted to find out from a foreign government if the guy's a corruptocrat or not. Aaron. So remember back when Scott Walker started messing around with uh, the teachers unions Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin and um, things went, you know, things didn't get dialed up to 11. Things got dialed up to like uh, 1100, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. things, things because the left knew in Wisconsin, we can't allow this precedent. We can't allow this precedent to stand. So it doesn't matter that it was Joe Biden. It doesn't. It doesn't matter about that with, with this. It just matters about setting the precedent. Hey, you can't use the power that is actually vested in you to, to uncover our corruption. That's not allowed. Those are not part of the rules. The left is very disciplined in this type of arena with, a, with not allowing precedents to stand. It's the same reason why uh, you hear non-apology apologies all of the time when they do something wrong and they do get caught red-handed. We just saw this with Katie Hill. Uh, the, the the congresswoman from California who had the thruple uh, relationship going on, um, all circle all the wagons, all the squad circle the wagons. Not going to apologize. We're the victims here. I'm the victim here. You don't allow any any precedent to stand whatsoever. So it could be. I'm just saying it would fit in with leftist thinking and leftist action for this to just basically be how dare how dare you use your actual power. To hold us accountable to the same standards or uh, something approaching the same standards that we hold you to. That's pretty much how I read it, Todd. Yeah. I mean, it, he's, his job is to enforce treaties. It, forget the pilot, the, the actual race going on here. If you just said, is it, is it an acceptable for any president, don't know the party, to in their in, uh, interactions with the country to say, either you stop this nonsense or we're out. And by out, I mean we're taking our money back that we keep loaning you mm-hmm. or giving to you. Is it, isn't that imminently reasonable? Yeah. Of course it is. So that's yeah. why you have the answer to your question. And, and do they not understand... That the that the only defense that the president will will be able to utilize with this sort of an allegation, right? Because it, go back to what we said at the at the end of the last hour. As a general rule, are you comfortable with the president of the United States calling up a foreign government and saying, "Unless you give me dirt on my political opponents, we're not we're ending your funding"? As a general rule, are we comfortable with that? No. Okay. But as a general rule. Are you comfortable with, you can't learn, um, you, you cannot use your power to expose political corruption if it's from people that might be your uh, competitors in the next election. Are you comfortable with that general no. rule at the exact same time? So really this comes down to then, right? So we have, we have two conflicting general rules, right, that are in conflict. Mm-hmm. One general rule, we all agree, the three of us agree here, we're not comfortable in general that a president says, give me dirt on my political opponents or I withhold hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from your uh, your crippling attempt at democracy that is, is right now losing the Crimea to Putin. Right? We agree on that. Okay? Yes. Stipulation number one, all in favor? All right. All right. All right. Stipulation number two. We're also not comfortable with, you can't use the power as the chief executive officer of the United States government, the president. 
the CEO. As the, you enforce the law, you execute them. As you pointed out, you enforce our treaties. This was an, this was an agreement handed to this president by the, by the previous one, right? They even had a, Obama even set up like a bureau of bureaucracy to maintain transparency of credibility because this part of the world is, we have Russian mafias, gangs. This part of the world is notorious for corruption out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so this bureaucracy to enforce this agreement was bestowed to Trump by his predecessor Barack Obama. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So we're also uncomfortable with the notion then that you can't do your job as president, you can't enforce the laws of the United States and the treaties of the United States, if by doing so it puts you in conflict with people that are your political rivals. So yes. that means I'm, you're, if I'm your political rival, I can do whatever I want. I can do commit any fraud I want, and I can't be touched. We're, we're, we don't like that either, right? Well, taken to its illogical conclusion, it's not even the specificity of Trump versus Biden. It's basically no Republican ever can or, investigate or, or a Democrat right or vice versa. Yeah, or the other way. Yes. yes. And that's dumb. Yeah, agreed. It's dumb. So the only way, when we've got two general rules that are in conflict with one another, that both probably come from a good place, right? Yep. Otherwise, we wouldn't think they're general rules. Well, what do we do when they have when they're in conflict with one another? We're going to therefore have to invest adjudicate whether the the specific circumstance here, because the evidence of the specific circumstance will dictate which one of those general rules takes the precedence, right? Yes. Because if we find out that Joe and Hunter Biden are clean as the driven snow and there wasn't any even prima facie evidence for Trump to be making these assertions, then that enforces one of these general rules, correct? Correct. Correct. However, if we find out that Joe and Hunter Biden did not tiptoe between the raindrops and their feces is not without stink, that would enforce and reinforce the other general rule, correct? Correct. So what is the only defense Donald Trump has to this allegation? What's his, he has to prove what? His intent was to investigate corruption, not a political rival. And how is the only way you're going to be able to prove your intent was to investigate corruption? What was your... By finding corruption. By finding the corruption. That's why I don't understand this entire logic. You're basically inviting Donald Trump to expose corruption within a, a key figure in your own party. I don't... None of this makes any sense to me. Well, neither did the Kavanaugh hearing, and we did that too. This is all, it's all related. It didn't make any sense. And you know what? It eventually got exposed as, this doesn't make any sense, right? Right. So Because that's what was the argument then. Let's find out. Yes, because that was, I said, hey, bring her in. Let's testify. And and by the way, the Republican plan was going to end that guy's life. He went off the the board and and took, Donald Trump's not doing that. The Donald Trump Senate defense is it going to be Nurse Ratchet up there. I'm sorry, I'm out of time. That's not going to happen, all right? Dude's going to go up there, bang podiums, throw pound shoes at lecterns, all right? I mean, this is going to be the ultimate Trumpian performance is what this is going to be. I, I, I don't understand, other than that they just boxed themselves in, that they have to do this with their base. If they don't do this, their base will revolt and, and literally emulate themselves in the halls of Congress because they were crapping in the halls of Congress over, over amnesty the, before. So if they were pooping in the halls of Congress, what will they do now if they don't impeach orange man bad? And they just have to, they just have to play this out, have to get to the end of it 
and and hope it creates the least amount of backlash as possible. They can check the box and say to their base, we did our best. We couldn't get rid of them. That's why we got to beat them next fall. And, 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 and they just hope the economy tanks so that, you know, next year, next fall, no one's talking about this entire boondoggle because, um, you know, uh, unemployment went up a point or two. Right. Is that, that has to be the game plan then. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, game plan is, I can't, that's not even a word to. Here's what I can tell you as part of a candidacy that, that tried everything to defeat Donald Trump stuff. Democrats haven't even done yet. We tried. All right. Here's what I can prompt. So I think I, I, I may not be a layman's expert on a lot losing to Donald Trump though. I know that book. I know that story. Right? I know that one. Would you like to see my scars? Um, I know this. I know this one. Let me tell you what you're never going to do. You are not ever going to beat Donald Trump with an operation chaos, with operational confusion. You're never going to do that. You're never going to do that, guys. I mean, this is this is the air he breathes. You're coming as close as possible with that statement to guaranteeing a Trump victory because you just quoted the Joker. I mean, do I look like a guy with a plan? Yeah, you're never you know, gonna, you're not going to beat him like that. But that's who they are, yeah, increasingly and, so. And and they they I assumed when this narrative began, they had a plan. That's why I said what Aaron said when this began a month and a half ago. This is a better explanation. This is a better class of loser, Randy Travis, than what we were going with the Russian collusion thing before. Right. But then the more, but then it begs a follow up question. Well, what if Hunter and Joe Biden are crooks? So, therefore, because they were possible campaign rivals for Donald Trump, he's just supposed to continue giving Ukraine money to give to corruptocrats. What lot? There's no logic in that. It doesn't hold up to any level of, 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 of cross examination. Therefore, the only defense is, is, is Joe Biden a crook? Is his son a crook? And if there wasn't any prima facie evidence to suggest that, then Donald Trump absolutely abused the power of his office. We would agree to that, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I don't even think they need to be legally crooks. That's why I said prima facie, meaning there's, okay, there's no, no, surface just, level to evidence clear. to suggest something bad yes. happened, Which but it hasn't been proven out in a court of law yes. yet. Yeah. Just dirty. Right? Just yeah. dirty. Yep. Shady. Yes. If you don't like that, since since that's a strictly legal term, how about we'll just go with shady? Like with shady, And that I only better? bring that up okay. because you always make the point. This is all a political exercise okay. and not a strictly... That's, and that's a, that's a good check on me. You're right. So let me get rid of the, the technical legal terminology there. If indeed they're shady. That, is that Okay. Yeah, and I think okay. we know they were shady. Yeah. They've admitted it. Yes. And he, Hunter, has. To yep. the girl in the white dress in that interview who didn't really have to work that hard to pull it out of him. I, I think what we're learning about the Democrats is they've they've operated for so long in an environment where they really didn't have to have a plan. Right. They could just call you a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot. All right. If you if you dare to violate the Overton window and you broadcast hockey games, they fire you the week after the prime minister of blackface gets reelected. They just lived in this environment for so long of heads I win, tails you lose. That they really don't they they really don't have and they have a they have a long march through the institution's ideological plan, but there's not like an operator's manual. You know, there's like there's a vision there's a vision quest. 
but there's not a series of steps of how we ultimately achieve this. Well, here's the steps. We run academia and we control what your kids learn and program them. We run the media and we call you any names we want and you don't ever get a comeback to that. We can we just control the Overton window wherever information is exchanged. That's the plan. Well, what happens when someone comes along and says, F that noise. I got your Overton window right here dangling between my legs, honey. How you like them apples? Can you, can you see Donald Trump literally saying something like that in, on, you know, from, the, from, the White, from the White House, right? Yes. They don't know what to do now. Now, now that someone as shameless as they, someone that, 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 that will sink to any le- stoop to any level that they are willing to stoop from, because frankly, these were his friends most of his life. This was his peer group. This is who he was around most of his life, was these kinds of people, not people like us. There's all the pictures and donations no to doubt, support that. No doubt about that. That's not, that, that's not even in dispute. All right? I mean, dude cut checks to freaking Al Sharpton. All right? A gri- the grifter of grifters. I, they don't know what to do now that they have to actually, co- you know, they got to they coordinate here. They don't know what to do. They, and I think they're, they're just used to, do we control all the narratives? We can just paint, we just, we'll be like uh, Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abram on the set of The Force Awakens, writing the script between takes, all right? Because that, they got away with it for so many years. They don't, they, they've never had to Kevin Feige this thing. What is our big board master plan? What are we doing the next 10 years? And how are we getting there? They don't have, I don't think they, and I think we're learning, they don't have any of that stuff. They don't have any of that, which is why when Brett Kavanaugh went off the grid, off the, not off the, went off script, I should say, when he went off script and said, screw all y'all, and the horse you rode in on, they were like, Oh. Yeah, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll just move on to the next scandal then. Well, haven't you and I not used to seeing somebody do stuff like haven't that? Haven't you and I learned that in our own lives and how we deal with Republicans, Democrats? I mean, this is why people find us like frustrating. It's because we're like, um, your 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 favorite word? No. Yep. No, I'm just not playing your game. Yeah. I'm not playing it. No. All right. That, uh, this I this I think makes some sense to me. I I still think the whole thing's dumb, but I I. I'm, I always struggle when it, when it appears so simple that I must be missing something. Like I remember when the Romney campaign was going to send somebody out to debate me on the radio during the 2008 Iowa caucuses. And I mean, I was all day long, I'm doing all this research, which I knew all this research of Romney's record, like the back of my hand. I had to memorize chapter and verse. All right. But I'm, I'm doing it because I'm like, I got to be missing something. Like, why would this guy voluntarily drive from Cedar Rapids to Des Moines to come on my show, the largest platform in the state, and get and just get annihilated? Why? So no one would do this. No one. No one would be desperate enough politically to expose themselves to this level of liability. So there must be something I'm missing, right? And I remember I was so nervous when we started the show. I'm like, I'm going to get ambushed here. I, I I I must have missed something in my research. We get five minutes into the show. And I am clubbing him like a baby seal on the National Geographic channel, okay? Uh, when Earth, being that Earth firsters are trying to protect from fur traders, and we haven't hit the first commercial break yet. And then we get to the commercial break. I'm like, it's going to be really frosty in here. And he couldn't have been friendlier. His name was Brian something. He couldn't have been friendlier. We're talking sports. We get back on the air. I'm just drilling him. He has no defenses. Next break. Talking sports and what's going on with the Hawks and the Clones. And then I realized, holy crap, he just drew the short straw that he had to come out here, take his beating. He recognizes this is the game. I come out here, I take my beating. I have no facts to back up my assertion. 
I take my beating. I try to make some lame defenses that it's Massachusetts. It's a liberal state. What'd you expect? And then I just drive back out to Cedar Rapids and I did my tour. That was my first foray into how fake this process is, was that experience. I mean, right now you're watching. We're going through another round of John McCain wouldn't recognize the Republican Party today. From the very same people who, when he was the GOP nominee 10 years ago, tried to label him a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot. And now he is their permanent posthumous weapon to wield against the people who actually voted for him. If If that's not the fakest fake that ever faked, I don't know what is. Most of this is fake. And a lot of the allure of, of, of Trump the brand is a bit fake. That, it's, it's mythology. And that's why he is so good at skunking these people. Because he's one of them. And they don't know, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do when someone who is a master of their tactics reverses the jersey for the other team. And... and And that's why there isn't a master plan. They don't have one. Their master plan has always been, we dictate the the flow of information and you bend the knee. And now that someone comes along and says, nah. They're like clinging. Michael Evanetti, let's try Michael Evanetti. Julie Swetnick, try that. Right? Right? That's what we're doing here. Let's try a whistleblower. And and that's not even vet him to the point that his lawyers out there tweeting about coups two years before he's a whistleblower. That's just sloppy, by the way. Right? I mean, political hacks are going to come back from the grave and skewer Democrats for that level of sloppy. Do better homework than that. Do, Do at least, do you think maybe you should do a cursory Twitter search? Before you throw your 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 mascots out there, you couldn't even be bothered to that level of 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 handiwork of craftsmanship. You couldn't even do a Twitter search. No, because they've never had to do any of this. They've always dictated the terms of the, of, of of the rules of engagement. And now, when you have a whirling dervish here, who just is like, I don't I don't care. They they just don't know what to do, and that seems to be the common theme here doesn't it indeed all right i i know i promised pop culture tuesday we're going to table it until next week because next week will actually be a month before the release of the movie anyway yeah but i needed us to hash this out i mean and i mean it i needed it i get really uncomfortable and this is why we're always warning you folks that watch and listen to us be careful of assuming your opponents are always constructs or straw men now let me clarify that. That doesn't mean that they're, they never are those things either. All right, let's not do that. Like you have um, uh, Maisie Hirano out there saying, <laughs> think of, of yep. global warming as more of a religion than a science, which is exactly what yeah. we've been telling you has been their motivation the entire time. This oh, is a religious well, statement. Let's face it. Most of the time, they are actually the constructs, but we, we still can't pretend that all of them yes. are because we have to give everybody the opportunity to fulfill their destiny to live in the image and likeness of God. Yeah, that's why. That. Amen. That, that, there's two reasons. I hadn't even thought of that one. That's actually the, the best one, what, he, what you just said. That's the, that's, that's, the, that's the love your neighbor as you love yourself reason, number yes. one. Okay. The, I was just purely in political, uh, tactical mode because- when you assume, when you would just assume that every time someone disagrees with you, they're a construct or a straw man, pride goeth before the fall there. Right? Yes. Do your homework. That's how you end up with 
you, you, you plotted out your next line of impeachment and you couldn't even bother to find, you know how many Democrat attorneys there are? All 10 of million, them. All of them. Yeah, that's a good, that's the better answer. I was going to say 10 million. That's the better answer. Surely they could have found someone to represent their <coughs> whistleblower who hadn't tweeted about hashtag coup <laughs> right, out in the open. That is just so freaking sloppy. I can't even tell you how sloppy that is from a political operational standpoint. It's like leaving the murder weapon behind, man. But when you bring up that's it's prophetic that you your example was Maisie because it's not just sloppy when it reaches the point of religiosity. It is destiny. It can't not be that way on some levels. Yes. Yep. But sooner or later, they'll find people who agree with that religiosity who will be smarter and more sophisticated. And we should be ready for that. They're not, it's not always going to be, let me go find Michael Evanetti and put him on CNN for a month before the LA Times actually reveals to us that he's got unpaid liens, he's lost you know, all the other stuff that we have found, and, and we put Julie Swetnick on TV. Sooner or later, they're going to figure out that the game has changed, the rules of engagement are different, and they're going to have to be better prepared and more sophisticated. I think it is smart that we are prepared in advance of that happening. It's not always going to be this simple. It's this simple right now because for all of his faults, the greatest gift of the Trump presidency is proving what a house of cards farce, emperor with no clothes, the left media industrial complex has been the end all of our lives. Preach. All right. He has, he has, this is, this is Samson here. This is Samson for, and, and all the chapters of all the dumb stuff he does are still in the book. They, they, they didn't get rid of him. Okay. But the story ultimately is the reason why you name your kids after Samson is because the, the, in the end, what you remember the most is the plunging of the, of the fish demon Dagon and his temple and his minions face down to their deaths in the dirt, right? Yes. That he got right. That he, that he did a favor for all of his other, all of the other issues, which are all recorded forever in the scriptures. The reason his name is remembered is because he did do that right. And this is in a, in a version of that is what you're watching. They have no idea what to do in response to this. That won't last forever, I don't believe. They did not come this far with a cultural revolution to just lose it on MSMRT smart. They're not going to do that. Sooner or later, they're, their tactics are going to get more sophisticated. We should be prepared for that. But for now... It, and especially with the current crop of leaders they have, the Pelosi's, the Schiff's, the, the, um, uh, the Schumer's, these are all people from the old paradigm that are just used to being able to make a phone call to a, one of the TV news networks and, and changing the narrative in five minutes. It, sooner or later, and maybe that's your boy Pete Buttigieg, is the first foray into this, where he's, he, he knows a little bit you know, having been a military guy himself, he knows a little bit more about propaganda and those sorts of things and the way that he has kind of manipulated the process. Um, he is known as the first openly gay candidate, but the, the, that part of his life is almost never on display as a candidate at the exact same time, right? right? Okay, that's maybe a sign. He's maybe the, the forerunner of what the next era 
of this engagement is going to look like. Somebody who recognizes I'm going to, you know, the other side, because let me tell you what a military guy recognizes. The other guys have guns too, right? Like a football coach says, hey, the other guys are on scholarship too. They practice too. They're tackling right now too. They're trying to win too. And for Pelosi's and the Schiff's and the Schumer's of the world, they haven't really seen what a guy like a Pete Buttigieg has seen. When, when it's truly an existential cultural conflict and you're so desperate, you'll pick up any weapon that you can fashion or forge to push back at who you believe is your enemy. They haven't really witnessed something like that on a cultural level. What they have witnessed is, I don't want to impugn the character and integrity of my esteemed Democrat opponent. Well, your Democrat opponent is calling you a racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigot, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there will come a generation on the other, ter- on the other side that will figure this out. But they don't have power yet. That's pretty obvious. Still, the people that are used to being able to get their way without breaking a sweater are still controlling things. And they don't, I think it's pretty obvious. They don't know what the hell they're doing here. Is that fair? Totally fair. Okay. So we've got a special offer for you today to take advantage of right now. Uh, in a world full of the kind of political uncertainty we were just talking about, financial deception fueled by overvalued stocks and bonds. These have created massive bubbles worldwide with one exception. Gold and silver, which have held their value over history better than absolutely any other asset class on earth. Empires come and go. Currencies come and go. Gold and silver remain. So here's our amazing special offer today to illustrate how much we care about helping you protect your financial future. Our partners at Swiss America have agreed to give you one of the most popular precious metal U.S. coins ever minted, way below cost, for just $18.50 each, delivered while supplies last for less than 20 bucks. $18.50, that's right. It's an exclusive offer to our Blaze listeners and viewers right now. But you must call Swiss America at 800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646 for one of the most popular U.S. silver coins ever minted for less than cost, less than 20 bucks a piece, $18.50. Why is it popular? Because it has proven its ROI over time. Now you can try it for less than than $20, just $18.50. Call Swiss America right now, 1-800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646. So what is the lesson for the rest of us based on the conversation we're having? Accept no narrative. Push back on all of them with maximum prejudice. Make them show they have something other than than the allegation in the charge. You got to have something more than that. And we're just not responding to any of your allegations and any of your charges. We're not taking them seriously. We're not walking some kind of high road because you made an allegation. No, you're going to have to show us more than just calling us names and yelling and screaming at us. We're going to need more than that from this time forward. Amen. All right. We'll come back. James O'Keefe from Project Veritas is going to be with us here next. Stay tuned. Back here on the Steve Day Show, if you want to take advantage of a good time in the real estate market, I was going to mention winter is coming, but it's here right now in the Midwest and a good month or so early. You know what that means? People don't like moving a lot in the winter. So good deals can be had. 
You might find a buyer and or seller, depending on which end of this uh, you're looking at getting, getting into right now, that might be willing to take a, a, a more competitive offer on the buying side or might be willing to take uh, less of an offer on a selling side in order to get in and out before winter is here and the market slows down. Not to mention the economy is good. Mortgage rates continue to plunge. So, hey. Before you do that, though, make sure you've got a real estate agent that you can trust, someone whose track record of success has been fully vetted, someone who knows what uh, what a marketing plan entails, because it means more than, um, you know, I'll call you when there's a house in your price range, or I ran an algorithm at the office, and then someone who gets what professional courtesy means at the exact same time, someone who knows that, hey... This is a stressful process, and the more likely it is that you've got a rapport with your agent, the more likely it is that that relationship's going to turn out to be successful for the both of you. So if you want to find that kind of an agent, someone who checks all three of those boxes, then you want to visit the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Different from other referral services that are really about trying to help agents find clients. This is about trying to find an agent worthy of having you for their client. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. So we're connected with uh, James O'Keefe's people, as you can see, but there's no James O'Keefe yet. So. Ah, okay. You know, I remember when, when their plucky little outfit first started mm-hmm. and I could get them on whenever. But now they're big time now. Now there's all kinds of demands for their time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bringing news agencies to their knees, you know? Uh, and that's not even, that's not, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. What, uh, what, what Project Veritas has evolved into and become over the last couple of years is, um, I mean, I, I got to believe, like, you can't even mention their name in front of Jeffrey Zucker over there at CNN headquarters without risking... Uh, they, they've got to be Voldemort to the mainstream media, don't you think? Yep. He or they who must not be named. And we have James O'Keefe now. James, it's good to have you back here on the show, brother. How are you? Great to be with you. Sorry I'm late, guys. Come That's all right. We were, I, was just, I was just remembering back when you guys were this plucky little outfit, and I'd get you on whenever I wanted, and now you're in demand. You got hard outs and long lists. This is what happens <laughs> when you are a slayer of shibboleths, James. Uh, people, either you have to run from the attention, or you have to honor it, one or the both. So it's we're, good. Just, we're just busy. I mean, people think that we're, we're just busy doing more journalism. Like, our team is... Uh, so many of these insiders are coming to us now, mm. projectcartoss.com slash brave. So we're, they don't trust the New York Times. They don't trust the Washington Post. They tell me this. And in fact, what what uh, what some of them tell me is quite interesting. They say that the Washington Post and CNN, by the way, have not mentioned a word about this. The New York Times has not uttered a word mm-hmm. about the ABC Epstein story. That means if you only read the New York Times you do not know anything about this story. So what they're doing, Steve, is they're hunting down like wolves the person that they suspect to be our leaker instead of actually doing journalism into the cover-up. That is how bad it's gotten. Well, I think we, you know, we've had all this talk about whistleblowers and impeachment in the last month or so. And yet, when you presented a whistleblower last week, we learned ABC and CBS News really don't have that much regard for whistleblowers after all, James. Did we not learn that? They fired... I mean, this is truly an extraordinary series of events. ABC News colluded, put pressure on CBS News to fire a woman 
working for CBS News, by the way, who was not our source. She was not our leaker. She had access to the tape. Well, a lot of people had had access and knew about the tape. But in any event, ABC called CBS and said, you better fire this person. This woman doesn't even work for ABC News. She's an innocent young woman at the start of her career. And they fire her. And, and, and why? I mean, these are rival news networks. They're supposed to be in competition with one another. Because she st- uh, had a trade secret from ABC News, she didn't even leak the trade secret. She merely uh, uh, cut it or edited it. I don't even know. And it's just amazing to behold in this country. They talk about democracy dies in darkness. They talk about the truth is more important than ever. It is about power. It is about access. It is about the manufacture of consent. And I don't even think the people working for these companies, Steve, are bad people. I don't even think they're bad journalists. I think the executives at the top are the problem. But most of them all tell us the same thing. They're, they're, They're upset. They're frustrated. And right now they're paralyzed with fear because um, of what they're doing, firing these innocent people. And I believe that this uh, Ashley Bianco from CBS News has a wrongful termination lawsuit in the works. You bet she does. Against CBS News. Yeah. You, if she doesn't, then I don't want to live in this world anymore. They're going to tee it up for you like that. Absolutely. Take full advantage of it. What is there more coming from you guys on hashtag Epstein cover up? Why do you think I'm late? I mean, I'm always doing things. We're always... We got so much, so many things in the works, and I can't talk about any of. I can't even name the gender of the insider. And I, that's why I limit my radio exposure because I might accidentally say something I shouldn't. But we have so many people coming to us now, uh, and 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 yes, Steve, the ABC News insider is still on the inside. That was my next question. Yeah. Yes. So you should just stay tuned. Um, um, whether that person goes public or releases more tape. Um, this story was so big that none of us anticipated uh, everything that occurred. We didn't have any idea Ashley Bianco was involved in any way. So uh, stay tuned. And by the way, people watching this program, the call to action is projectveritas.com brave. If you're on the inside, come to us. We'll protect you. We'll even pay your legal bills uh, for you to go public with the information the public has a right to know. Would our audience, James, be surprised at how many people work within these within these echo chambers and Overton windows that are willing to come forward because they're disgusted or by what they're seeing? Are they rare or is there more of them than we think? There's more of them than they think. This is a new, this is a new thing in our world. Uh, most whistleblowers don't do what they do with Project Veritas. They stay on the inside forever. I think, uh, or Daniel Ellsberg, people have been prosecuted in the 1970s, the Pentagon Papers, uh, but there is a uh, Ed Snowden who went public. I think in our in our world of illusion and quasi illusion, our heroes tend to be an, an anonymous, in my opinion, not the people you see on TV. Our heroes tend to be people who are are unnamed, the honest school teacher, the honest cop, the honest firefighter. And none of these people are motivated by money. The CNN guy, Kerry Porch, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> Let me repeat that. He voted for Bernie Sanders. And he blew the whistle on CNN because he was disgusted. These people are motivated by righteous indignation. They're, they're infuriated by what they see as the dishonorable behavior. And they say, to hell with me. They say, I don't care what happens to me. I'll be ashes one day. To quote the Pinterest engineer, who blew, his name was Eric Cochran. He was making $300,000 a year working for Pinterest. A company had an IPO. 
he leaked the fact that they were banning pro-life content. What they all care about is the public's right to know the information. And they're so motivated by that. They're so fueled by that, that they're tunnel vision towards the public right to know. Is that is that how everyone thinks? No. But all it takes is one out of a million. And we, we're fortunate to have m many millions of people living in the United States. And they, they tend to find Project Veritas. So we, we, you, there's going to be another shoe to drop here soon. I can't say what it is. But I'm so I'm so grateful to come on your program and talk about this and see if maybe someone watching here is uh, thinking maybe I should put a little camera on my uh, on my blazer and and record fraud at my employer. So it's projectveritas.com slash brave, correct? That's that's correct. You can either apply to be an undercover journalist with us or if you're on the inside, you can send us a uh, it's on the website projectveritas.com slash brave. But the email address is veritas tips at protonmail.com. We will protect you, and we will tell your story. James, always good to see you, man. And we'll have you back when you have more time, all right? Take care. Thank you. Gentlemen, uh, your thoughts on that conversation with, uh, with James O'Keefe, who did give us some breaking news here, that another bombshell with hashtag Epstein cover-up is about to drop, and that their ABC News insider is still working there at ABC News. Your thoughts on that, Todd? Well, what it must be like to be that person, uh, it, it'll be fascinating if they aren't nearly as obvious uh, a person as we would think. If it's just simply a matter of uh, principle where people reach a point where, I, and it's hard, you kind of, that slippery slope you go down and you, you, I'm doing my good journalism here. You see problems. You don't want to rock, but you just simply can't take it anymore. It would be refreshing if it was that. And it had some, like it was like Nick Kristoff, of course, what it lasted for two days after the election. Well, maybe, but no. he's the New York yes. times or Washington post yeah, off that guy. Maybe we need to listen to middle America right. more. Right. That lasted for 48 hours. It would Correct. be nice if that was that. And it lasted uh, a little longer, but the, his point can't be it. We live in this soup so long. We just take it for granted, but it is really, and it's why we, we should not be ashamed of using enemy of the state when the New York times and others simply aren't even reporting. Yeah, this, on is, this. this is, this is, and I have I have bristled at times, and we all have on this show, in the Trump era, at his use of some of this language. Why? Because here's here's the reason why we bristle at it. We've drawn this distinction with impeachment already. We drew this distinction with, you know, is it always dangerous to undermine a president? Well, it depends on what the reason for undermining him is, right? Just like it depends on what's the reason, you know, is there real corruption that you're trying to expose? Then if there is, then it's not, you know, it's not a impeachable offense right these distinctions are important and if if the if the reason why we we levy these charges is because they're going after donald trump well is he always right is he always pure is he always good no and that's that's our concern is that often this sort of language has been used because they don't like Donald Trump. Well, maybe there's a reason. Have, has there ever been a good reason to not like Donald Trump? Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine Ivana Trump and Mar Marla Maples probably had a couple of good sure. reasons not to like him a few times, right? More than a few, and uh, maybe even uh, maybe even the current wife when she learned a few things in the last couple of years found a couple of reasons yeah. not, not to like him too much on a given day. We correct? thought there were many before 2016. Sure. 
But this undoubtedly is enemy of the people behavior. The, this, the, that you allowed this, this vile fiend to spend another few years preying on young women for the stars so you could have an interview with the royal family. And, and then, and, and here's, how, here's how you know this is true. By what James pointed out, that the, how, much, how much of the media is not chastising ABC for this, but is saying nothing. That's honor among thieves. That's the prison code you're dealing with right there, right? That we, couldn't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't be bothered. We won't even take competitive advantage of this in order to bury ABC News as a competitor. You know why? Because they're not a competitor. They're a partner in your syndicate. That's why. If they were a competitor, ABC News would be getting buried by these other eight news agencies right now for this. The fact they're not indicates they're not competitors. They're a peer group. They're a syndicate. They're a cult. And that, that's enemy of the people behavior, whether Donald Trump is president or not. Of course. I mean, that's, that, this is, is, Trump is a moot point. I've... If, I, I have long believed, based on my background, what I've seen with my own eyes, that the, this is a DEFCON 5 level of corruption going on in the media, whereas it, it is truly becoming uh, the, the, the main drug that keeps the people uh, docile and capable of being manipulated to the extent that they are. And that just flat out needs to stop. Otherwise, game over for this country. You know, the, the word diabolical... It, it really does. We think it's just evil, something like that. It, it really does mean um, things related to the devil. And these these types of stories really are devilish. And it, it is uh, whether it's, you know, uh, the accuser type of devilish or um, the, the running cover for all sorts, all manner of evil things. It really is devilish at its core because this is the same story. Again, we keep bringing this up, but I don't think it can be enough. This is the same th- story, just in a different form, that took place in our backyard a couple of months ago with the story of Carson King and the Des Moines Register reporter Aaron Calvin, who looked back and the Des Moines Register editorial board, I guess, uh, or editors at the Des Moines Register, yes, go perform a routine background check on this dude. That's the uh, trolling about, prowling about, looking for things to accuse you of mm. type of devilish. That'll, on, that'll all the, preach. All the, all the way up to uh, covering for an international pedophile like this. The, this is truly diabolical. So it is definitely enemy of the people territory. Um, and that's, that's why this is so concerning, because it's the same story, whether it's at the local level, like I just said, or up to the national or international level like this, because just shamelessly covering up for that, it is the same story. And the very same people that we talked about earlier saying you shouldn't know who the whistleblower is, you shouldn't know, they're the same people who are choosing to ignore this story, but, but, and it was right on, on social media that, well, it's Project Veritas, you know, and they're, 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 they're they're naming the whistleblower on this specifically. Right. Correct. To be, so it's a, it's a clear double standard going on within this very news cycle. Jobs I'd like to have right now. Attorney for the woman wrongfully terminated by CBS News. Because jobs I'd like to have in a few years. 
accountant for the woman wrongfully terminated by CBS News. Because whatever she was getting paid to do that gig, the price of poker is about to go demonstrably up. That woman is getting yes. paid. Yes, and yo, that's the thing. And they paid. and they know it. And it goes at the profit margin. All those instincts go away because they have to protect something Gotta far protect the precious. more than the bottom line. The pre- yes. You have to protect the precious. Yes, Golem must protect the precious at all costs. Yes. In America, it's estimated that millions of Americans are struggling with chronic pain. Maybe you're even missing work because of that chronic pain. This is pain from inflammation in the body. If this is you, and it was me until I tried Relief Factor. Now, I was skeptical. I mean, I'm I'm sure it was good, but I'd come on shows before I came to the blaze. I'd be a guest and I'd hear the host rave about this thing, you know, like it was, you know, uh, Newton plugging in, or I'm Newton, uh, like it... Like it was Edison plugging in a light bulb. Now, if Newton plugged in a light bulb, he was even smarter than we thought. All right. Uh, But uh, then I gave it a shot earlier this year, and now I'm never going back. It is a daily part of my regimen, including post-workout recovery. I'm a big fan. You know what I love about it the most? 100% drug-free, four-key, all-natural ingredients, even though it's a product that was devised by physicians, healthcare professionals who can prescribe drugs. So that's the best part of this, all right? Helping the body to naturally push back on that inflammation. And that's where so much of your chronic pain is coming from, right? So if you've got an illness or an injury, go get professional medical care. But if you're dealing with the aches and pains and bumps and bruises of inflammation and chronic pain, give Relief Factor a try. They've got right now, it's a three-week quick start for just $19.95. They want you to call their bluff that you're going to see results. They'll give it to you way below cost, 20 bucks for three weeks to see if you start to see results because they're pretty confident you will and you're going to stick around. Call their bluff. What do you have to lose for 20 bucks? Except maybe, finally, hopefully the pain. Get that three-week quick start right now at relieffactor.com. Again, that's relieffactor.com. Gentlemen, any final thoughts? on our program here today, what we've discussed so far, what you've learned, et cetera. Well, um, I can, I can talk, uh, a few days after getting wisdom teeth pulled out. Uh, do you guys want to see a picture of my teeth? Actually? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. It is. I, mean, I really thought you were going to do that. I did yeah. too. That would have been great. <laughs> I'll send I'm, you I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, you don't sound any different or anything to me. You've done great today. You've, you've, I mean, yeah, you've done really well. The, the, I mean, you've clenched the teeth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The back left is, uh, is, is starting to start to smart just a little bit right now. So. Uh, but I haven't sensed a precipitous drop in his performance. I mean, it's, it's every bit as painfully mediocre He's as it was game. before the wisdom teeth I'll came take, out, right? He's a gamer. I'll take that as a compliment. All right. We're going to stick around and do a little overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow right here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.